You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Demladi. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening. I hope you can hear me. Loud and clear. Good evening, BWS. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Um, uh, thank you, Pastor Femi. Thank you, Raymond, and your lovely wife. Thank you, Pastor Ogo, and thank you, Demilade, uh, for leading us in worship and in prayers. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another um, online gathering. Gosh, I've missed everybody so much. Um, we're looking forward to this ending soon. This too shall pass, definitely. Um, we've seen from time immemorial that there are seasons. We recognize that there are seasons, there are changing seasons, and this is one of those, uh, one of such seasons. It will come and it will go. Um, but what is important for us as God's children is how we stay anchored. Very interesting. My apologies, looks like I had a network. Okay, so from Isaiah 46, from verse 3. Listen to me, like one family, all who are left of my people. I have cared for you from the time you were born. I am your God and will take care of you until you are old and your hair is gray. I made you and will care for you. I will give you help and rescue you. Um, my assignment this evening is very simple. It's just to remind someone here that God has not forgotten you and that he's with you. He's with you and he's on your side. It may look as though, uh, I mean, the situation in the country and around the world in general does not um, speak much to that fact. But the reality is the pandemic is not changing God. Um, like we've established, this, this didn't take God unawares. It didn't take him by surprise. God knew that it would be. Um, I dare say that God had made a provision and, and, and preservation plans and arrangement for those that are called by his name. Um, so this my, my, my task tonight is just to remind you that God is your God. And it's important. One of the things that I have, I've had to do a lot this season is to constantly reaffirm my identity in Christ, who I am. Uh, because I find that there is a way you can go through the motions of this season and just be discouraged. Uh, be, 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 by the time you listen to, to the news and you see the growing numbers in the various locations and just the sheer um, thought of unmet expectations from you know the people in authority and and all of that stuff there's a way it all comes together and can dampen your spirit but we hold on to the truth as god's children regardless of the things that are happening around us we choose for our hearts to remain shielded and so it's it's a simple encouragement tonight to to be reminded of the fact that we belong to god the scripture that I also want to read is from Isaiah 43, which Pio had read a bit of while she was praying from verse 1. It says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Thus says the Lord who created you, Samuel, and he who formed you, Demilade. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, 
nor shall the flames scorch you. Now, why would all of these things not happen to us as God's children? Because the earlier, the preceding verse, the end of verse one says, you, God is saying to us that you are mine. And that's a, that, that, that is a, a, it's an assurance for someone here on this call tonight that you belong to God. You belong to God. You are his and he is yours. He's in your corner. He's in your space. He's in your heart. And he's there ready to do the things that he has promised for you. Um, there's a way we can go, also go through this season and we become unmindful or we forget the promises and the assurance that we have received from God over time. But I'm going to encourage someone, please don't. It is very important that you keep your eyes on the, on the word in this season. Keep your eyes on those promises. Keep your eyes on those assurance. We see the classic example, the story which we are all familiar with, um, Peter walking on water. Walking on water was an uncharted experience, an uncharted territory for Peter. I mean, he was a fisherman. The most en encounter that he's had with water was to fish from it. Maybe possibly even take a swim, but that was it. Not in, in his wildest dreams, he would never have thought of, of walking on water. But alas, he finds himself in a situation where he's required to step out and, you know, get on that water. But he goes on the word of Jesus. On, he goes on Jesus' command, asking him to come. And we see that as he begins to move, remember that that scripture tells us that the wind was boisterous, the, you know, the, 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 the waves were crashing down on the boat. While he's trying to walk, that doesn't change. His situation does not change. The, the circumstance surrounding him doesn't change. But he starts to put one foot in front of another at the word of the Lord. He starts to, you know, proceed on that water. But when he starts to consider the winds and the waves, scripture records that he begins to sink. And so I want us, you know, this season, as things are unfolding, the truth is no, none of us here, I don't think there's anyone here who was born as a time of maybe World War I or whatever, or any of the major pandemics or issues that the world has encountered. So this is new for most of all, if not everybody. But the reality is that we need to keep our eyes on the one who matters the most in this season, the one who has promised us that we will walk through the waters and they will not overcome us. You know, we will go pass through the fire and it would not consume us. We will not, be, we will not be burnt. We will not be scorched. That is his promise to us. More than ever before, now is the season to hold on to those promises. Now is the season to be strengthened and encouraged by those promises. In fact, one of the things that I've also been doing, you know, in this period is to read my journals. Now, I'm not an active journal like some others. Some of you may be, you know, but the times that I've journaled over the years, I've had to go back to pick my journals and just refresh my mind of God's goodness, just refresh myself with testimonies that I have written down, thanksgiving, especially my thanksgiving journals, the, th the testimonies that I have written down concerning God's faithfulness, how he had come through in times past. And, you know, I'm assured that the same God that did those things then, he's very much alive. He has not diminished in power and strength. He's very much able to do the things that he has promised. And so I want us to just, you know, keep our eyes on the things that God has said to us, recognizing that we belong to him, that we are his, and that all that is happening this season has no hold over us, regardless of how it is that it is panning out, regardless of what our own immediate experiences might be. 
For some, it might be that you know you've experienced a, a pay reduction. For some, it might be a loss of income. You know, you you have several sources of income, but maybe those have reduced. For some, it might be an outright loss of job, and for some, it might be that you know. Whatever the situation is, a strain in your relationship at this time. Why? Because you guys are unable to see whatever it is you're going through. I'm reminding you that God is with you, even in the midst of this. God is with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. That is what his word says. He's by your side, ready to hold you. You only need to cry out for help. When it gets overwhelming, it's okay to speak to your father and just you know, ask him to help you in this season and ask him to, you know, to come through for you. Ask him. I, I like the prayer that um, Pio made us, you know, pray about revelation. God is at work in this season and that's the truth. It is important that our eyes are open to see the things that he's doing. It's important that our hearts are illuminated to receive from him, to hear his word. And so I, I want to encourage someone else, you know, if your position with God over time has been shaking, now is the time to stay connected. Now is the time to be connected with the Father because he is speaking, and that's the truth. He's speaking to those who are willing and ready to listen to him. He's giving instructions. He's teaching people how to position. We will be very surprised, and I trust God that we will be one of those who will testify of a lifting after this period because the reality is some people are actually experiencing progress. They are are experiencing progress in in various um, facets of their lives, and we want to be part of those people. God is using people in this season to change lives, to transform lives. We want to be part of those people. And how, how do we become a part of those? It's by revelation. It's by the entrance of, of light in our lives. It's by us staying in that secret place where we're seeking God's face consistently and just trusting and, you know, trusting that we will hear from him, that he will grant us direction in this season. It is extremely important, more than ever before. We find that, I mean, Scripture says that if you, if you fail in the, strength, in the day of adversity, it means that your strength is small. You know, in the times of, of, of trouble, in the times of, of, of famine, in the times of war in the Scriptures, we find God's children calling out to him, and we find God showing up as the father that he is. You know, COVID or the pandemic has not changed God's identity. It hasn't stopped God from being God. It hasn't stopped him from being a father. He, it has not stopped him from being a friend. And so there's a way we can become very much involved by the goings on that we take our eyes off the one that is most important in this season, the one who can sustain us, the one who we, we are kept by his love, you know? So it's important that our eyes are on him. Um, Still on that same scripture in Isaiah that I had read, I, well, just while preparing for this, I was reminded when, when, when God is saying here categorically, he's saying to the children of Israel and by extension to us that you are mine. That is such a powerful word. You know, it's, it's, sort of, it's such a powerful um, sentence. You are mine. It's an outright, it's not, it's not a question. He's not asking. He's stating categorically that you are mine. You belong to me. And so as those who belong to God, how should we posture in this season? What are the things that we need to, to be doing? Like I said earlier, it's, it's a time to be connected. It's a time to be connected. If you're struggling with the quality of your connection in this season, if you're struggling to even pray, you're struggling to study the word and all, this is why you're in a church family. I want to encourage you, please plug into your small group systems. Please speak to your, your team 
in leads. Or you can even message the, message the leaders, or message your leader, message any of the pastors, and say so you're struggling to pray in this season. The majority team have things ongoing. The prayer team have prayer sessions ongoing. I'm sure they'll be happy to plug you in, but no one, not, none of us should should be outside of the fold in this season. This is not a time to draw back. This is not a time to to be so overwhelmed with the goings on that you forget who your father is. In fact, another dimension to this is that you become so overwhelmed that you forget who you are. You forget who you are. And I feel very strongly that God is reminding someone that look, who you are matters most in this season. Your identity and it is important that you take your place and take your position as God's child. And that is why he's reminding you today that you belong to me. You are mine. It is important that we do not forget who we are in God. That we don't forget that we are his children. That we are dearly loved by him. That we have been bought with the price. That we are worth every drop of the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross. We are worth that we've been ransomed from death and destruction. In one of them, um, Pastor Felicia's Insta Live sessions, I found it quite hilarious where she said that the blood of Jesus is not, is not Ribena. And, and it's true. I mean, it sounded really funny, but it's true. The quality of that blood that was shed, the quality, the depth of the love that went into the shedding of the blood cannot be in vain over our lives in this season. Not when we need it the most. And so I'm reminding someone here today that you are loved by God. You belong to him. No matter what is going on in and around you, you belong to God. And it is important that you keep your eyes on the Father in this season. Keep your eyes on Jesus. One of the things that I have found myself doing a lot in this season is singing. And interestingly, not even singing songs that I know. Sometimes in the place of prayer, I, I start to sing songs, you know. And um, Falabi or the band, nobody should come and ask me to share some of these songs. They are personal. But... One of the phrases that keeps featuring in my songs is that I belong to God. And for me, it, it does wonders when I, I, there's just that sense and that feeling of warmth. Every time I remember, every time that I, I say it, I verbalize it, that I belong to God. Therefore, I am preserved. I belong to God. Therefore, I am shielded. I'm divinely protected. I belong to God. Therefore, I function optimally in this season. I will not function at a mediocre pace or, you know, my performance at work in the various areas that I find myself in my ministry, in my, you know, parenting, in being a wife, in, in being a daughter, I will not be suboptimal. I would perform excellently as much as God grants me grace. You know, I refuse to be overwhelmed by the things that are the, the inhibitions that I currently have around me or around my life. I will do as much as, that I, as I can as God gives grace. And, you know, I feel like that's where God wants us to, to function in this season. He's looking for people that he can use. He's looking for people that he can speak to. He's, looking, he's seeking people that he can reveal his heart to, people he can give bright ideas to, people who, who are willing to innovate in this season, people who are willing to be more, to do more, you know, people who are willing to abide in his presence. And he wants to just reveal his thoughts. He wants to reveal his mind. He wants to reveal, he wants light to shine through us, you know, and it is important that we stay connected, that we stay plugged in. So like I said earlier, if you're struggling with connection, please, by all means, do not be quiet. Now is not the time to, to isolate. I mean, we're already isolating, but don't isolate completely and not find yourself plugged in. Be part of a prayer group. Be part of, you know, a, a, a Bible study plan. Just do something this season that nourishes your soul and, and feeds your spirit. Okay. Um, another thing I want to share is to, 
be very deliberate about stewarding God's presence around you in, at this time. Uh, one of the ways you do that is by the kind of music you, you listen to, the kind of content you're consuming in this season. Now is not the time to start listening to certain types of songs that just reinforce the fact that the world is going upside down and that things are changing and things are going crazy. No, that would not lift your spirit up in any way. Now is the time to listen to you know, music that lifts you up, music that speaks about God's faithfulness, music that speaks about his peace. Because, I mean, he, he, the kind of peace that you would get from following God is not the kind of peace that you would get from watching a movie. Or I mean, those things have their, their, their good ways to distress. Having a conversation with a friend, that's a good way to distress. But there is a peace that comes from just knowing that you belong to God and, you know, hearing from him and praying to him and just pouring your heart out to him part time and waiting to receive from him as well. Okay, so let's be very deliberate about stewarding God's presence in our environment this season. One of the things that I do personally is I ensure that I have music playing from time to time. I'm either plugged in, but because I have a family, obviously, so it limits my plugging time. Um, but I ensure that there's music just playing around the house and I'm, I'm just singing along and ensuring that my heart, you know, is, is connected per time. Okay. Um, also, uh, what else do I want to share? Yeah. I want to share the story of Joseph. It's a story that we're all very familiar with before I wrap up and we begin to pray. So I find that Joseph, with all of his experiences and all of the struggles that he had, you know, he still came out tops. He thrived. Regardless of the things that had been planned, you know, the things of whether it's human, um, attacks premeditated by human beings, or whether it's the, the divine um, ordination of God, either ways, Joseph did not, I mean, in the immediate on that journey and through that process, he didn't have it easy, you know, and he could have chosen to focus on everything that went wrong. He could have expended time and energy in blaming the, the systems, blaming, so I mean, in our own day and age now, and in this current time, we can expend energy in just blaming the government that they're not doing what they should be doing. We can expend energy on all of the various conspiracy theories that are flying around as to the source of you know, the virus. We can expend energy on just being angry. In fact, being angry with God, why would you permit this? Why, why people die, you know, I, why you're a good God, why are you permitting this? There's a way you can expend energy on the things that do not matter, at the expense of the things that matter. But we find that for every season of Joseph's life, as he went through that journey, Joseph had, I mean, he, I, I, I believe that as a time he was going through, he, he may not have figured out that this was God at work. It was at the end that, you know, when it all came together, that he figured that, yes, God was doing something here. But imagine just being tried to be killed by your brothers. No, you will not think that that is God trying to orchestrate, you know, your demise or your victory as it, as it were. But we find that in the middle of everything, there was a way of escape. First of all, it, the story moved from the brothers wanting to kill him and dispose him off and telling their father that he had been torn apart by, you know, a wild animal. But there was a voice that sort of countered that proposition and eventually he was sold. That was God making a way of escape and preserving his life. And I pray in this season that you would, your eyes will be open to see the various ways God has been good to you. That your eyes will be open to recognize the, way he's, the ways that he has been a father to you. Because I believe very strongly that as we begin to see these things and we can, you know, we benefit of hindsight, just plot back. 
we would be grateful. We will be very grateful and we would also be very assured that God is with us and he has not left us in this. Okay, so moving forward on that story, eventually, I mean, he ends up in Potiphar's house and from there, he ends up in prison and all. But one of the things that I, I love Joseph's story and I always go back to it because for me, it's, it's, it's very personal. I find that he learned, he, he could have been overwhelmed and consumed with the, his journey and all of the things that were in working and how that, you know, people had conspired, lied against him. The justice system had failed him. He was found guilty of, the, of a sin he didn't commit and all of that. And then even asking himself, well, where is God in all of this? But I find that even in the prison, there was something that made him stand out. He was very compassionate. He was able to set aside his own troubles for a bit and, you know, just attend to the troubles of others. That was the only way he could see the butler and the baker looking very downcast. There's a way we can carry our troubles on our head that we are not aware. We are not mindful of the things around us. Meanwhile, God is trying to use us to reach people. Even though we are in the midst of a trial ourselves, but God is looking for people that he can walk through in this season. And I'd just like for us to pray on this note and ask God for strength and grace. Last week we prayed about courage. But I want us to pray for strength in this season, strength to stay the course, strength not to fall apart in the name of Jesus. That are, Regardless of the things that are going through, and that we are going through, things that are happening in our world today, that we will not be, we will find ourselves in the center of God's will. And that as he's working to heal our land, to heal our nation, to heal the world, that God will work through us that he would use us for his glory. Because I, I believe very strongly that there is a blessing attached to being vessels that God can walk through in this season. That the people that need encouragement, people who need to be with, people who need to be fed, if you, I mean, if you have resources at your disposal, now is a good time to, to be a blessing. And, and, and God is looking for us to lift up our eyes from all the goings on around us and just lift our eyes to him and hear from him and receive direction from him, receive revelation from him in this season concerning our lives, concerning our businesses, concerning our careers, concerning the works of our hands, concerning the people around us, concerning our nation. So may I ask that we just pray for grace and strength to stay, to stay the course, to find ourselves constantly trusting him to keep our eyes on him per time. Can we pray and ask that every spirit of discouragement, every spirit that, that steals joy in this season, we, let's rebuke it in the name of Jesus, that our heads will be lifted far above the waves. We will not be consumed, just as God's word has said, that we, when we're in the waters, it will not overflow us, it will not overcome us. The fires will not scourge us. We will not be burnt, we will not be consumed. He has spoken his word. Can we thank him? Because we know that he stays true to his word that he is faithful in the, everything that he has promised he will accomplish our responsibility is to be you know to, to take our position as god's children to take our place in, in, in his scheme of things in his agenda here on earth it's our responsibility to stay plugged in and to stay connected hearing from him per time can we pray for grace to abide in his presence let us ask for grace to remain in him that nothing will separate us from his love in this season not the pandemic not the troubles not the economic troubles not the financial crisis 
crisis, not the, not the political issues ongoing, nothing shall separate us from God's love, not poverty, not lack in the name of the Lord Jesus, because our sufficiencies of God, can we, he has said that the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord, those who trust him, will not lack any good thing. That is God's promise to us. So can we just reaffirm that we trust him? Can we just communicate to the Father tonight that we trust him, that our hope is in him, our trust is in him? And like Joseph, that we are ready and willing to be used by him in this season in the name of the Lord Jesus, that we set aside every overwhelm, every feeling of overwhelm, every feeling of inadequacy, every feeling of, of being not enough, every feeling that, that causes every feeling every thought where we are constantly thinking of the things that we are lacking in this season as against the goodness and the faithfulness of God and the things that he has made available to us. Can we begin to speak that we take our positions as God's children in the name of Jesus? Someone needs to begin to declare that I belong to God. Therefore, I have overcome the current situation. I belong to God. Therefore, I thrive. I belong to God. Therefore, I am excellent in my output in every area at work that I am not overwhelmed. I belong to God. Therefore, I function in the mind of Christ. I belong to God. Therefore, my, my, my mental and emotional he health is stable. I am mentally and emotionally healthy because I belong to God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. God garrisons my heart with his peace. Would you begin to make those declarations as God's child? Because his word says that you are his. You belong to him. That is an assurance that you belong to him. And so you need to hold on to that and begin to declare. I belong to you, Father. I belong to you. Therefore, I will not be moved. I belong to you. I will not be moved by the things that are currently ongoing in my economy, in my nation, and around the world. I belong to you. My hope is in you. My trust is in you. Little wonder that, you know, the widow of, uh, of, of Zarephath, that God sent Elisha to. I mean, Elisha was in need. God needed someone to meet that need at that time. And God would send Elisha to the widow. The widow had just enough for her, she and her son to eat and die. That was all that they had. But in the place of the widow meeting a need, she was blessed. Can we begin to pray? Lord, I receive light in this season to know the places where I can join you, where you are walking. Open my eyes to see where I can be a blessing. Help me lift my face off of my current circumstance. Help me consider not the, you know, not the things that I am going through, but the things that you are saying, the things that you are saying, the things that you would have me do for you. Where can I join you at work in this season? In the name of Jesus, can we begin to make these declarations and just begin to trust God? And if you are here and you're struggling in your walk with God, may I please ask that you, you know, begin to pray and ask God for grace to stay in him. Ask, for, ask the Father for grace to remain in him. Ask God to help you. I mean, Peter would cry out at the point of sinking, save me Lord, help me, Lord. That needs to be your cry in this evening. Father, help me. Father, help me. My heart is heavy. Father, help me. I am struggling to be connected. Father, help me. Help me in the name of Jesus to remain with you. Help me in the name of Jesus to remain in you. I refuse to go back to the old habits. I refuse to go back to those old habits. I refuse to go back to that place of darkness because I have entered into light. I am a child of light. 
I am worth the blood of Jesus. Nothing will separate me from your love. In the name of Jesus, I am home. I stay home. I stay home with you. In the name of Jesus, would you begin to declare that God is your strength and your support at this time? He has promised us that he will secure our lot and that our portions will be preserved. Would you begin to make that declaration that this is your reality in this season? The thing is, it may not pan out the way you want it to, but be rest assured. If only you would hold on to his word, that he will not leave you, he will not forsake you, that your lot is secure and your portions are preserved. That which God has written concerning you in this season, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that it would manifest before your very eyes. You will not miss your seasons. You will not miss your timing. In God's kingdom agenda, in the name of Jesus, it is well with us all. Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for this encouragement and this reminder that you are you belong to us and we belong to you, that you are ours and we are yours. Father, we are grateful. We pray for grace to keep this in our hearts and, and to just run with this mindset in the name of Jesus. We declare, Father, that this is our reality. We declare that nothing shall by any means separate us from your love in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, for an end to this scourge. We pray, Father, Lord, for every member of the Life Point Church. We declare that we are divinely shielded at this time. Nothing missing, nothing broken. No evil shall befall us. No, no plague shall come near our dwelling. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Um, God bless. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG. 